Yeah, that is the brand in my eyes. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't have to be like a like a quote on a t-shirt. No, sure. Or like a color or a logo. Like the actual walking through the spaces is a brand in itself. Mm -hmm. And that's that's huge being part of the uh, art team that gets to add to these wonderful buildings. On this episode of Well Fed, I'm super excited today because I get to talk to a good old friend of mine, uh, Vincenzo Vin Conti, designer, illustrator, typographer, amazing, all around good guy. We've known each other for a while now. He's currently a designer at WeWork on the team. Uh, we are Lunch Money or Lunch Money. And yeah, Vin, thank you for chatting with me today. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Welcome to um, my apartment. As I said, I'm really excited because we've known each other for so long, I think. One of my first internships was at the nightclub that we both worked at um, when I was a shit little marketing intern <laughs> tracking down tweets and you were the designer there. So I'm psyched uh, to talk about that. But um, how's, how's your new year been since it started? Um, very busy. Yeah. I get to travel. I get to go to Charlotte, North Carolina. For what? For WeWork. Oh. I, I have to do an installation, paint a mural. So... I mean, it's not an exotic land, but I'm, I'm excited nonetheless. Way better weather than New York right now. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to be down there. Maybe like 60, 70, but it'd be better than here. I, I'm kind of like getting in that mode of sort of depressed because of the winter, and it's dropped like 20 degrees here. Yeah. Um, and I don't, like last year, for some reason, I thought I was so much happier. Like I was like, okay, with staying in on the weekend sure. and kind of just chilling and reading a book or watching Netflix. But now I'm like, it's so cold that it's my apartment windows are so shittily sealed that like oh, yeah. even it seeps into the, the room and I'm just like freezing. Yeah, it's not even a draft anymore. It's like a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> so we we first met at, at Pasha. Yeah. Um, summer of like, I don't know, 2011, 2010. 2012. 2012? Yeah, because I was living in upstate in Plattsburgh, and I remember I got the job at the end of that summer. Mm -hmm. Did yeah. you have, um, before Pasha, before you were designing there, were you, did you have any other positions or any other gigs? I had a, a small little thing that was, wasn't like full-time, but it was it was in Poughkeepsie where I grew up. What was it? It was just, it was for like a non-profit. We used to do design and like web design for non-profits. Mm -hmm. It was called Mark and Phil. Did you did you dig web design, front end design? No, <laughs> I, I, it was good that I did it because I, you know, I got the introduction to that and I realized I did not like it. Yeah. So I mean, I'm glad I did it. I learned a lot, like a lot of stuff I really had no idea about, which mm -hmm. was good. But in the long run, <laughs> did not want to do web design. Yeah, I I, I kind of wanted to ask about that because now you're doing something totally different, yeah. where you're not doing any web, you're not doing any kind mm -hmm. of digital work or digital in that kind of coding sense yes. but um so you left mark and phil how did you end up at pasha um <laughs> how did i oh i was doing like really weird freelance stuff i would charge like 50 60 bucks for like flyers at like in poughkeepsie for like kids like djing in basements and <laughs> and like it was just like a introduction to, like i make a like, 50 bucks here and there and somebody like was playing the basement show in Pasha and Paulie was like, who did you fly here? It's sick. 
And then he like reached out to me and he was like, I saw your stuff. You should come work for like Pasha. And at the time I was like, I was like, holy shit, Pasha. Yeah, <laughs> big New York club. Yeah. So that was cool. It was, a, it was just a super random. I designed something for $50 and I got a job in New York City. It was really random. And and for people who are listening who don't know, Pauly is, uh, at the time, was the kind of head designer there. I would say big inspiration to me. Yeah, um, same. Yeah, he, he was there for pretty much the whole campaign of Pasha, which was yeah. like 10 years uh, doing design and, and anything in between that, promoting, playing music, DJing. Mm-hmm. So um, shout out to Pauly. So he just kind of found you and sent you, t- sent you yeah, an email. I, yeah, it was, yeah. Did you move from Poughkeepsie to New York? Yeah, was, right I away? was living in Plattsburgh. That's where I went to college. And like all my buddies were up there. It was like an awesome, like, it was basically like summer camp. Mm-hmm. One last hoorah before I like got my shit together. And I got the job and I moved down. I moved down to like the Bronx. I remember really, you telling me about that because really you were like, apartment. yeah, I got a $500 room. Yeah. I got like four <laughs> walls, a window, yeah. and I can like draw all day when yeah. I'm not working. And I lived with a guy that washed his pots and pans in the in the bathtub. So, <laughs> <laughs> everybody starts somewhere. Dude, start from the bottom, right? Um, what what were the things that, what were some of the tasks that you were doing at Pasha? Um, there's a lot of cutting, like uh, masking out. Mm-hmm. Like ladies and and like plants or sure. just to like the scandalous nightclub artwork. Yeah, all the flyers are. It's such a funny type of design because all the DJs like want their photo to be the biggest, their logos to be the bigger. You yeah. know, it's like it's super funny because they all have themed parties. So that part was like super fun. Um, but it was a lot of like Polly realized that I could do lettering. Yeah, like and I really like that was still, like the beginning of me like dabbling in that so i got got to do that a lot which was awesome it wasn't like i was just like you know moving pixels around until something looked good i was actually being like creative and custom i remember some of the like some of the small not necessarily smaller things i think of back and those are some of the coolest things is like the wristbands and you're doing the big tarps outside of like the festival (laughs) fences and stuff like that like that was some those are some really awesome things because like there was no one that was the creative like official that was saying no Right. Like it yeah. was, you know, Andrew and Rob and James, you know, rest in peace. They wanted just something that looked awesome. And mm-hmm. they really didn't have any like care in the world. It's like as long as it was big yep. and kind of cool. And- big, bright. Yeah. I had to do stuff like really quick, mm-hmm. like really quick. And it'd be like, you know, so-and-so is attached to the bill now. Now we have to get something like you have to add like a whole another thing. And then it would, it would be like a day or two. And then, you know, it'd be like a quick like, no, that sucks. Start over. Sure, but it yeah. was like. The stuff I learned to actually turn things around quick and, you know, be confident in your work, was that was huge. You said that, like, Paulie had just started, he realized that you were doing lettering and stuff like that. Was that stuff that you were doing outside of work that kind of caught his eye? Or was this stuff that you were looking at at the time that you were just super inspired by? Yeah, I think it was, I yeah, it was just work outside of Pasha. It was like, I would look at tutorials and, like, read books about just fonts and letters. It was super just... <laughs> I don't know why. I was just super interested in letters. <laughs> I think back, like, I remember I remember so clearly, like, one of the days I was in, you know, marketing in the summer, interning, um, we were looking at, like, dribble. That was the shit, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the office. And we were looking at, like, these little geometric uh, liquor bottle illustrations. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. It was, like, someone did the, uh, the wax from, like, the Maker's Mark or something. Yes, 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 yes. And it was super, I remember you were like, it's super effective. <laughs> Because it was just this little, like, squirrely line, but it was so recognizable at the time. Were there any kind of designers specifically that you were 
looking, taking inspiration from, or, or kind of like anyone that really pushed you more into the letter form or into typography? Yeah, back in the day, it was uh, like John Contino. Mm-hmm. But I saw his, how like loose he was with his lettering, which is what turned me on to drawing way more. But then I realized I didn't like, it wasn't unfinished, but I really liked going the extra step and making it like super crisp mm-hmm. vectors. But then I started like finding tutorials with um, this dude, Spencer Charles, and like Simon, um, Simon Walker from Texas and Austin. And I would just like take their letters and like literally try to trace over them and see where they put anchor points, like sure. really nerdy stuff. And it's just like that helped in an incredible amount. That's one thing I have such a tough time with is like understanding where the anchor point is is oh, like the most <laughs> is most like the most correct place to do it because like you can get the curve mm-hmm. if you had like a million anchor points for sure or you can like add three perfectly placed ones and the, have yeah, the, the cleanest kind of, curve is like the least amount of anchor points which is a lot of math. <laughs> <laughs> where during during the time of Pasha, you were living in the Bronx. Did you just kind of it's weird because I don't. You're not a, like a clubhouse techno <laughs> guy. What do you? What do you? What do you usually listen to? I mean, Paulie really got me into like house music, like good deep house yeah, and yeah. techno, which is I still listen to to this day. But now it's a lot of like stoner metal and like <laughs> and like hardcore punk, like the same stuff I've been listening to for since I was like in middle school. Sure, it's almost what mood I'm in really. A yeah. lot of hip hop. A lot of hip hop. Yeah. Is like there anything it, in the kind of the music covers for, uh, or album covers or anything like that in terms of design that ca- catches your eye that kind of draws you to it as well? Yes. I, that it's almost like I judge a book by its cover, <laughs> literally. A song. Yeah, because in my eyes, if they focus on the album art a lot and they like really respect the design process, mm-hmm. they almost their music is almost better because they appreciate the whole package. Sure. Yeah. It's more of the that holistic consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's of, not like, like I'm making a song whatever it's it's like I, I want this album art to look like this and be printed like this you know it's like the whole package is great it's also because like a lot of the time now you're not getting a cd more vinyls popping up but like yeah. it's going on the album is going on your phone which is like super clear and crisp mm-hmm. and if it looks like <laughs> shit yep. that can be kind of a bad experience for someone mm-hmm. how long were you at pasha uh in total or i want to say two years and when when did it end like i remember i was there so 2012 that mm-hmm. summer and I came away from the marketing internship, but I was kind of still doing, I started doing photography there and doing the night shift for photo shows. So I was still around, but, but like I was, dude, I was there for a while, but, um, I don't remember. It was kind of like, I went, went back to school, kind of went quiet for a little bit, came back like the following year Mm -hmm. and there was like this whole shift and you had left. Yeah. That was the, when it turned into RPM. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that shift was like, it was just, uh, they had to give me like less hours and it just didn't make sense for me to stay there. So Mm -hmm. I left. Where did you, where did you go? I moved back upstate for a year or two. Really? Yeah. Then I worked back at that marketing and philanthropy. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, Mark and Phil. I thought it was like some cheap. Yeah, everybody's like, who's Mark and Phil? (laughs) I thought it was like Mark and then Phil was like the Phil of color inside of Mark. I don't know. That makes sense too. I was trying to really like kind of bring some kind of yeah. meaning no, to it but i proposed a logo for them as a as a joke and it was um mark Wahlberg's face and phil collins face <laughs> <laughs> just like next to each other that would have been that was my greatest project ever is your family originally from upstate yeah so you're kind of you have family up there you just went back home and yeah and yeah i grew up, up. A, like 20 minutes outside of poughkeepsie okay i've Both. never been up there 
but I, I mean, I've been up there for like, like the Hudson area, the Catskills area, yeah. and it's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those things I'm like, didn't like it when you were there. Sure. And then like now that I go back up there, I'm just like, oh my god, I need to get out of the city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jersey is sort of I have that same feeling. Like, grew up in Jersey for the most part, moved closer to the city now, and now like you're in the neighborhoods, everyone's on top of each other. Yep. You have this. You know, it just drives you down. Everyone will tell you that. It's just like, yeah, it's a machine. It turns you out. Mm -hmm. And every time I get outside the city, it's like, it's literally like a relief. It's like the biggest breath of fresh air. You know, it's wild. Like when you're camping or something or you're just sleeping outside of the city, you sleep for like 80 hours because you're like, there's no noise. (laughs) Do you, um, do you kind of imagine yourself being tied to the city? No. For, for how long do you do you think you? I see myself another two or three years. Yeah, seriously. I want if if I want to have like a max and maybe just like change it up and move up to like Vermont or sure. just something like. And if I have to come back, or it, you know, it makes sense to come back, and I want to, but I really want to be at a point where I could freelance. I have that same thought. Like and that, just you don't need to live in the city for that. Tying, <clears throat> cutting ties with New York because of how demanding the city is almost um you know you have to commute in whether that's 30 minutes 40 minutes an hour mm-hmm. sometimes like when i was doing it from jersey it's two hours you know yep. but if you i think now it's more relevant that you can build up kind of a little bit more recognition mm-hmm. uh independently through digital through social all For that sure. stuff and kind of work off of that that wave um where you don't have to be tied to an office in the city it's nice it has its perks sure mm-hmm. but I think, like, for the well-being of you and I, like, I I recognize that as well. For a while, I was like, yeah, I want to always be in the city. Now I'm like, I want to move away. I want to have some land, maybe some goats. I don't know. Maybe own honey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That would be sick. You know, we're lucky we're in an industry that you if you have a wi-fi connection you can yeah. you know you can work under you know in a cave it's That's awesome very true when when you went back to poughkeepsie to kind of move back you worked a little bit with mark and phil did you freelance at all yeah it wasn't like well, so you freelance for mark and phil but did you do any kind of like on the side as well yeah it was it was same thing it was like smaller projects and mm-hmm. um there was one bigger one called the warlock crossfit and i'm still doing work for them today he's allowed me to just like really have fun with it and, and he's got so many members he's like killing it that's sick it looks really cool it's a good name and you're doing the design for yeah, it so it's still doing good it. <laughs> still still working on it how did you guys come in contact he he went to my college shout out eric <laughs> <laughs> um no he went to my high school sorry and he was actually he was actually a dj and he was one of the djs i was doing work with like first 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 like in college he mm. hit me up he like on facebook because i would post like just shit i was working on and he was one of the first DJs I got introduced to. And then all of his, like, friends needed work. And then they went down to Pasha and I got the job. <laughs> so it's pretty much up to that guy. It's a nice, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice, like, full circle kind of. Yeah, no, looking career. back at it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's how that happened. <laughs> is there is there any kind of, so freelancing, obviously you're your own boss. And yeah. on top of that, you're your own accountant, your own finance manager, like everything. Is there anything that you've learned over the years that you think has been that you just didn't know that you wishing you kind of when you were younger, like that you could, you know, if you had to tell someone like an intern, like me coming into the, into the creative world, like yeah. what should I get my shit straight on? Like just be confident in your work and like, don't, don't ever sell yourself short mm. because I like, there was projects I would be like, Oh, they'd be like, I only have like a hundred, 200 bucks and I'll do like a lot of work. Sure. Just, I wanted to do it and get my name out there. But at this, at the end of the day, like, Busting your ass. Underselling the design side of things is shouldn't is like unhealthy for our industry. Mm-hmm. 
I think um, it's it's tough because do you ever have the problem where you have like there's the there's the friend side of it, right? There's a, I think there's like three columns of freelance design when you're mm-hmm. doing it for yourself. It's like you do it for fun, do it for your friends, yeah. and you do it for fortune. So fun is like the personal projects that you're like, yeah. oh, I, I like you see uh, something in the store and you're like, I could do that better, and you, that's like your yeah. kind of passion project yeah. in a sense. Then your friends, you know, you reach out, they reach out to you, and they're like, hey, I'm starting this business, kind of like I guess Warlock Fitness potentially, mm-hmm. and you want to support them. You you really for believe sure. in the idea. There's also some kind of like gaps in between in that friends column as well, because Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, how do I charge this person, but also like not feel like I'm giving it my creative away for free, my designs away for free. Right. And that's tough. Yes. You know, it's a, and when you have to do it, when you do it for family, it's always free. (laughs) Oh yeah. Family. Like my dad, um, he is doing this like online radio thing and I'm kind of like, business consultant design consultant marketing consultant so it's cool. just like you gotta give him like a plan to go and do these things yeah. i would never charge my dad obviously yeah or like any other family members for that mm-hmm. matter but um friends are I, like you know it's tough i, I guess do I, you like just chop your do you chop costs in half at some point or, or yeah, what? i get it's almost like i give i have like the different tiers because mm-hmm. mostly i'm doing logos and branding sure, work yeah. so i have like different tiers of you know, the most expensive one would be, I'll give you like four or five options and then like two rounds of edits Mm -hmm. and you get like little, um, like secondary branding elements, like little badges. And Mm -hmm. and then there's like the low, low end where it's like, you know, I'm going to have two or three options, like one round of edits. So like, I'll do that mostly if it's like a really, if it's like a close friend, but also if they have, you know, an idea that I'm like super pumped about and I want to see them succeed, there's no point in, you don't need to like, bust down on your friends for no for for just for like a little bit of like a couple hundred bucks sure do you um getting over into like the the fortune part which is like the more professional kind of column and stuff like that i guess like is there do you have do you end up getting a lot of kind of inquiries about working you know with other people that you you know not necessarily friends or maybe the referrals or anything like that i mean not really i haven't been focusing on freelance that much mm-hmm. especially the client side of things i really would just want to read every book there is Cause it's so hard to, you know, do all the taxes and the finance yeah. part of it. And that's, that's the scary part. I'm really confident in my work now and my portfolio that when I do build it up, I'm, you know, selling myself will be the fun part and like the work will be great, but the finance side is scary. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, you know, I, I mentioned like I'm every year I redo my portfolio and that's kind of like, I want to get more professional, you know, like, or like people reaching out to me because they're like, Hey, I saw this project and mm-hmm. I want you to do that for me. Like, yeah. you know, I have the friends that come to me and I'll try to whip together a logo for them or help them in any way. But it's, you know, like at some point, you know, as we were just talking, I would love to cut my ties and I can't continue to do, uh, cut my ties to the city and I can't continue to do work for friends to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, now I have to kind of like pull up my pants and yeah. be an accountant and, uh, you know, all those other things. Yep. So how long was it before you returned to the city or like, what was the in-between from freelancing to getting back to New York? Getting back to New York. I was, I was obsessed with dribbling. I posted everything on there and I was doing a lot of stuff. Just like I was working like almost part-time at the job up in Poughkeepsie, but I would work eight hours a day, even if I was making stuff for myself or fake stuff, just, I was just needed to get better. I needed to build a portfolio. And on dribble, I was following this, this guy, Jeremiah Britton, he's now the, like the creative lead director of our team. And he's got, 
40 people around the world like on his team he's a he's an incredible person I've like unbelievable person to be under and I contacted him randomly because I saw his, some stuff that he was posting on dribble and I was like just reach out to him and I was like what what's your day-to-day like there like all the work you're doing is super different and like I've really enjoyed it and he's like I checked out your portfolio it looks sick you should apply if there's like a job on the branding team then I was mm-hmm. like awesome and I applied and I got the job sure did so um, it was super it was just it was almost proactive in the way that I reached out sure just because I was interested were because were, I mean you were obviously putting the work in to kind of build your portfolio and as you said you you realized that you kind of needed to get better do you remember what was in that portfolio that you showed him it actually wasn't I don't think I had a full portfolio was it more it was like just, dribble stuff yeah it was a lot of yeah, it was a lot of like <laughs> branding and cute illustration stuff. Mm-hmm. Super fun to do, but looking back at it, you know, it's like it's a growing thing, and I sure. still really appreciate that work. Looking yeah, back, you kind of realize now it's just like it, it is what it is. It's beautiful to look at sometimes, but also at the same time, like that kind of showed the work that you really enjoy. Yeah. in a sense, right? That, that was the biggest thing to me. Is like I don't just show work because it's like I did it and mm-hmm. I show work that I want to get clients for. Sure. So it's like a lot of lettering, you know, it's like put the work out there that you want people to see mm-hmm. and want from you. Like I want to be at a point where people come to me knowing that I do this one specific thing and they ask for it mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, I need a logo for my like son's barber shop, you know? Like- <laughs> <laughs> sure. So now you're how many years on lunch money? Wait, 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 hold on. Before, so you got the job at WeWork. Yes, on the branding team. On the branding team. And what were you, what was that? What were you doing there? Was, well, the company was just like freakishly growing. Like yeah. Just Cause every I, week there would be new orientation for the new employees and it would probably be a hundred or two. I feel like you joined very early. Yeah, I got really lucky. It was super random. It was still like a, it was big. But I think when I joined, it was only, um, I want to say like seven, eight hundred people. Now it's like six or seven thousand worldwide. Wow! Yeah, and they're just popping up. We works like left and right. They're in like they're in like Jakarta. <laughs> they're all the way down in Sao Paulo. They're in uh, Bogota in Colombia. Mm-hmm. You know they're everywhere. So the, I'm what, waiting for Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> what was um, some of the early things on the branding team that you had to kind of execute? Uh, it was a lot of like marketing materials, but it was really fun because it was they really liked um, hand lettering stuff and. Just things that looked like they were made by humans and not like pumped out of mm. computers, which was great. And I got a, I got to do a lot of like um, swag, you know, like t-shirt designs, like yeah. everything under the sun, and it was great. Now I see like the vintage t-shirts from three years ago, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I designed it, and it's still people walking around everywhere with them. It's really cool. That's that's. Um, I had a thought about that, like you know, I've seen obviously from when we first met and followed you since. You know, I was, I was imagining in my head a really funny side of the story would have been like you had all of them framed, <laughs> like all the t-shirts framed up. I have them all in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Close. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. Um, so you were on the branding team. You eventually switched or did you get like kind of plucked into another department or corner of WeWork? There, yeah. The, the branding team was like kind of fizzled in the sense that it was a branding and marketing team. It almost grew to a, like a public affairs type of thing. And then it was just like a little off. And um, there was, like, new bosses that came in. And it just, like, switched up a little, like, everything. I always wanted to be on the, the art and graphics team. But it was just the perfect time for me to be, like, I want to move over now. Because I really wanted to help build out the brand team. Because it was sure. it was a brand new company. 
and the brand well building of the brand team is is has turned into the lunch money team now where branding is more so not necessarily like how we work it looks to cl- like customers or, or like the inside of the inner workings of, of we work yes. you know like the inside the, yeah. the the spaces like all of the offices and things like that yeah that is the brand in my eyes yeah you know it, it doesn't have to be like a like a quote on a t-shirt no sure or like a color or a logo like the actual walking through the spaces is a brand in itself mm-hmm. and that's that's huge being a part of the uh, like art team that gets to add to these wonderful buildings so the the team kind of consists of a, a bunch of different designers mm-hmm. all kinds of um expertise of design mm-hmm. from interior to something someone like yourself doing more graphic mm-hmm. um some of the designers that i kind of noted through instagram and through the the lunch money account were brandon prince Addie chong bailey sullivan joe geis nacho Verone, rob alba and Teresa wozniak and a bunch of other ones obviously you said like there's like 40 mm-hmm. worldwide yeah but um it's it's a hybrid team now that has oh, become yeah. the 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 team that defines what the like, as you mentioned the brand mm-hmm. we work is you know because it's not us it's people like the brand experience is walking through and, and kind of learning about the space yep. yeah our, our interior design team is huge and they're unbelievably talented it's just like they're doing really different furniture choices than like mm-hmm. the normal like west elmy looking stuff you see sure. a lot mid-century everything yeah light bright like now natural it's like woods. it's like a hybrid of like 90s like mall mm-hmm. and like really high-end like clean furniture design mm-hmm. which is like a really cool mix in my opinion because it's like the art that we're doing is so bright and and like huge and does neons it just yeah. like really it works like holistically like really perfect you like, you kind of like added to the the portfolio a whole lot in this kind of whole career that you've had with work like you're nailing you're just doing a million neons a week like <laughs> you're doing huge wall murals like what are the there's just all these physical things that I like I envy because people are walking past these things yeah. and you know, they're interacting with them. Mm-hmm. Like how awesome is it to design a five by five neon? That- yeah, it's, it's so cool that the budget is there to do these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And our creative director is um, amazing. He's just, he lets us just get weird. Yeah. And he just wants everything that be like super fun, like really approachable, just like cozy. What is it that you kind of take into consideration when designing for a space like we work? Like I've walked, I've walked into a few over the years, like maybe two or three, mm-hmm. and they all feel like really kind of energetic, like like energy. Yep. There's a lot of positive energy. It feels mm-hmm. like kind of energizing. Like you kind of just get the sense of like I need to do work here. Mm-hmm. But is that something that you guys are taking into consideration ahead of time? Like what what does that process look like? Yeah, there's a lot of there's whole teams that are planning like how people want to work. Mm-hmm. Do they want to sit? on a couch all day do they do they like having a kitchen area there's a lot of just research behind like what's the best way for people to work and our job is to make it just a really cool looking space but at the same time if on a neon we don't usually do them like um, animated or blinking because it'll disturb people like you know the corner of their eye they see it blinking like little considerations like that mm-hmm. and we're slowly moving into the a way of like planning the spaces so it feels almost like a home and it just feels like cozy and mm-hmm. not so like I'm in an office this is like cold yeah have yeah. you have you had to switch over kind of like 
I find that every different job I have, um, even if it's a, if it's a branding job at another branding studio or something like that, like my my mood boards and my Pinterest boards have had to change. So like I could be looking at like a lot of packaging and beverage and consumer product goods, sure. but then you switch over to a job that does branding for something else, and that all changes. Like what are you looking oh, at now? Changes. Yeah, I I mean I'm still obsessed with um, just like really raw typography stuff, mm-hmm. but now it's like I'm just surrounded by artists. There's some, like some people on the team, like just don't do graphic design. Mm-hmm. They're like they're artists and illustrators, and it's like, it's unbelievable switching my brain off from like, this needs to look all gridded out and perfect sure, and yeah. like clean to like just getting really raw and actually just experimenting with like different Photoshop brushes. We actually paint canvases now. I I noticed in some of the kind of the 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 team videos and stuff like that. Yeah, you guys almost have like a studio for painting canvases and, yeah. and all that. Did it ever cross your mind that, you know, you kind of have gone from designer to having this prolific like fine arts career in yeah, some it's sense? Super, like, it's super weird. It's I love it because I can, I can like pitch stuff and at the end of the day, even if it doesn't get approved, like I still got to do some weird art mm-hmm. instead of like actually using the brand colors at every, sure, you know, yeah. every single project. You have to use the same font. Like, you know, yes, you get to just... I do a lot of research on every building that I'm doing. So you learn the history about the areas that you're like building these things for. And you like bring art into these buildings that are. It's it's crazy too. Cause like, I don't know, not to like jinx anything. We're on a wood table. So I'm going to knock on it now. Like WeWork has popped up all these different buildings all over these areas, right? There's at least one WeWork in probably most of the United States and at least one city. Yeah. All the big, yeah. Pretty much Um, all the big cities. And chances are you have some piece of, of work in there. Mm-hmm. If ever gets to a point where the WeWork building is closed down and they move on to something else, mm-hmm. like all this art, all of yeah, this I, art with your name so on it funny. is going to be in the talking, world. I was just talking to like uh, Brendan about this <laughs> yesterday. I mean, like this art is just going to be sitting, like especially if these build, if they sell a building and so. I want to like go to that auction. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a lot. <laughs> I wanna, that's that's the one, also the one thing I was like, man, all the secondhand stuff that you could probably get from these places would be so sick. Like, yeah, we have like deck out your giant home. warehouses of art and furniture. That's nuts. I'd love to just go there and like, I'll take this and this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a, a very kind of contemporary design yeah. choice, uh, interior for your, wherever your apartment is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, um, you know, like I said, to, to realize that you have all this stuff out in the world is is amazing. Speaking of, of kind of not just the United States, but you've also tried been able to travel like across internationally yeah. and stuff like that i actually this when i joined the team they got regionalized which was like damn it poor timing because <laughs> they used to travel you know they would go over to berlin or fly down to argentina or, uh-huh. but now it's a regionalized and i'm on the east coast <laughs> you work so. with um you work with eric friedensen yes f dot f dot yeah f dot and he i see him all the time on insta like traveling and stuff yeah like no that. he's all yeah he was he moved down to i think argentina Oh, he's down there. He He's back now, but okay. he moved down there to build out the team in Latin America. Oh, shit. And he's killed it. That's sick. Yeah, he's found some amazing artists, like Nacho. He's the man. No way. Rob Alba, all those guys. Are, okay, he so found them all... down there. They're, like, situated in Mexico City, and they do, like, in Colombia. Is there any kind of, um, are there any places that you wish you were able to have gotten on board with, like, across, uh, yeah, across the I, I wanna river? Yeah, I want to go to Paris, and I want to go down to Sydney. 
Can you just like Melbourne. say, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it probably is a little different because you're regionalized now. You said you're based in the East Coast office. Mm-hmm. Could you just go work out of you yeah. know, Paris and stuff like that for, yeah. for, you know, for a little bit or something? Yep. Yeah, we have, our card is just like a global access. You just swipe at the door and go in. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And there's always um, a bathroom in New York City, <laughs> wherever I am. Of course. Of course. Oh, wow. That's I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's so as sick. long as there's a WeWork, you could just go yeah. to the bathroom. Yeah, you go to the bathroom. Wow. That's clutch. That's so when so I'm out good. in like Williamsburg. Yeah. You know, I just stop on the stop one on, on, yeah. right off of Bedford. Yeah, just go to the bathroom. <laughs> and you're <good>. That's dope. <laughs> um, so how long have you been... You've you've since moved on from from the Bronx, um, you know that five hundred dollars four walls was, and a window. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, did you did you move anywhere else? Like, you're, what did you say this neighborhood was? This is Bushwick. This is Bushwick. Okay. Yeah, we've been here for two years, pushing two years. Yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> pushing two years here, but then our other apartment we had for a year that was like ten minute walk uh-huh. <laughs> east. You're you're close to what is it the F train here? The right here is the M and okay. the L crisscross right here. The L is shutting down though, right? There's I don't know what I have no clue what the deal is anymore. I don't think it is. Okay. They're gonna do a lot of work and it's gonna be slower like on nights and weekends I want to say, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're closing. I've tried to read like six hundred articles about it. <laughs> It was just didn't make sense for the businesses in Williamsburg. Yeah, that I was kind of hoping that that would result in lower rents, but it, it I don't did. Know. There was some spots that I mean, whoever got the low rent made out like a bandit. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there you know I, what draws you to kind of what, what drew you to this neighborhood? Is there anything that you kind of realized that, to, that you've come to love about it? I I really it's just it's growing at a good speed. It's not like mm-hmm. crazy. Because Bushwick is, is pretty far from the water. Like, Williamsburg is has already been developed. There's, you know, skyscrapers going along the river. Yeah, just blocking out everybody's view. <laughs> yep, yep, 420 Kent, you son of a gun. Yeah, that, oh, is that the building that looks like a, has like a bridge? Yep. Yeah, that looks like a, like a Soviet Union, like, <laughs> castle. It's, yeah, it's kind of nuts, but, I mean, driving out here today, it feels more cozy, like, more neighborhood. I mean, there, it, I drew, I drove through a kind of like industrial warehouse section. So like there's that over here, but, um, I'm, I'm not super familiar with kind of the neighborhood. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quiet enough. I mean, we're pretty close to the train. Mm -hmm. It's only like 40 second walk. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's like, it's, it's pretty loud because we're just in that hub, Mm -hmm. but I just love the neighborhood because it's like, there's so many like good dive bars and just like the people are like realer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not everybody walking around wearing Madewell and like, you know, like <laughs> it's just not stuffy. It doesn't yeah. feel stuffy at all. Pretentious just, or anything. Yeah. Like that. There's a lot of the it, all the people like, which just remind me of like the kids I hung out in high school and college. Sure. Like, just it just feels good out here. What are some of the dive bars that you frequent? Um, I'm trying to like literally, literally, literally. This podcast is just a way for me to get a, a go to list. So yeah. like, whenever I need to, I have like a place to get. It's so super selfish. But. Yeah, we, there's um. I think I've read somewhere that there's 18,000 restaurants in New York City, what? and we always frequent like three. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Commodore out in Williamsburg. Okay. Yep. Um, El Cortez. El Cortez. Uh, Old Stanley's. Mm-hmm. I've never not, been to Old Stanley's. Old Stanley's is sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. You just get like a four dollar tecate, and like, you know you sit in a booth that looks like it hasn't changed in. It's got decades. like holes in the leather. Yeah, and you feel that like that like foam styrofoam. Like you can just pull it out. Yeah. Sure, but it's just like one of those spots that like everybody's the same there. So it's really good, good sure. music. They always playing like really loud like punk and hardcore and stuff. It's good. Yeah, cool I, um, backyards. Cool backyards. 
There's yeah. a lot of backyards in like this area. Mm-hmm. Like Three Diamond Door has an amazing one. Three Diamond Door, popular spot. Yeah. On the podcast, or at least Jeremy shouted it out like the first episode. You know, in the summer, it's like the spot. Yeah. You know, you just go, you just grab some beers and sit outside. I'm trying it's to awesome. make the the move. To, I'm living in Jersey City now, and my lease is up soon. I'm thinking about making the move to Brooklyn shortly, but I just don't know. Like, I have a car. Like, Bushwick is not the place for a car. I think right? it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like park, like eh. even if you if you do Bushwick or like Ridgewood, Ridgewood, yeah, yeah. But that's so far. It seems so far. Sure, then you have a car. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want. To, I mean, like have a car, but I don't want to drive anywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, I realize I don't need a car. I haven't. I've probably driven maybe like three or four times a year. Yeah. in the last like three or four years. Where do you? How do you get back? Do you just take the bus like back home or something or train? Well, my parents moved out to Saratoga now, so that's a little longer of a trip. But. When they lived in around Poughkeepsie, it was just the Metro North, straight mm-hmm. up to Beacon or Poughkeepsie. Sure. And then I would take a cab or get picked up. It was yeah. super close. My parents were moving to like South Carolina now and so or North Carolina, one of them, one of the Carolinas. Which kind of like cuts my ties to having to not necessarily be grounded to Jersey. Like mm-hmm. now I can really move anywhere. Because yeah. it's it's like no matter what I'm gonna have to fly to visit them. For sure. So it's like now I'm considering Brooklyn. Also just because like I wanna say that I lived in Brooklyn at one point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I've I've pretty much lived in Jersey since I was a kid. I was born in Brooklyn, but I just it just I'm here more on the weekends and stuff like that. I'm hanging out here. My friends are out here. Yeah. Like you're out here. Like mad people are already out here and I should just kind of stop fighting the, yeah. <laughs> the rent situation. Just come out. <laughs> so um, one of the things that I wanted to cover that I thought was really interesting as well, I think you kind of maybe correct me if I'm wrong. You did this outside of work, but you were a part of type hike. Yes. Which was a, a pretty big project in like the design and illustration community. Yeah. Um, could you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, that project was, I love that. That whole idea of that project was awesome to raise money for in national parks because mm-hmm. our dumbass president. <laughs> <laughs> that was that at the time where he was, uh, tr- you know, Trump was revoking kind of funding for, what is it? It was around the same time, yeah. And then Patagonia made the big statement yeah. that they're trying to, you know, go- Patagonia is just a kick-ass brand, by the way. Yeah, it's just, it, they're one of those brands that just like, their product is amazing mm-hmm. and it's made well and it's just like, this, the stuff they do outside of the actual product that they're selling mm-hmm. is amazing. What did you have to, what, like, what was part of the, the type hike project? Like, what did they ask you to do? I actually reached out. I found a contact, like, I think it's on their website. It's pretty simple. But um, I had to do, it was called the Alpha Beast. Alpha Beast. <laughs> so it was like one letter of the alphabet. Yeah, you, okay. you get a letter of the alphabet sure. and the letter corresponds to an endangered species in North America. Mm-hmm. So I got the woodland caribou. Woodland but, caribou. Yeah, and we yeah. got to pick, which was cool. And so you just, picked the caribou. Yeah. What was okay? Was it like that was one of the only ones left, or no, like did you I just I just always <laughs> loved. I, and I pictured, I instantly pictured what I wanted to illustrate because the the antlers are so enormous and like yeah. I just pictured some like symmetry behind it. It was like a I had the idea, so I like really wanted to run. It just it. clicked. Yeah, and I like. Like winter creatures, I just they're so much better than like tropical. So I'm I'm kind of picturing like uh, a bigger, like larger rodent with a round like a a gigantic guinea pig. Like that's what pops in my head with it when I hear caribou. But that's obviously you said there's antlers. Yeah. Like what it's is a reindeer? It's a reindeer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm totally wrong. You're I'm, thinking of a capybara. Capybara. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking of actually. Um, and and where did the like what what happened with the project? So you, you did this illustration. Mm-hmm. And, and they, where, where does it go after? They actually printed them really nicely, uh, screen printed. Mm-hmm. And it goes on a tour to like colleges and like art galleries and 
you can go and check it out. You buy so the all the kind of proceeds or yep. profits go towards yep. kind of the donation. Yeah, that was one of those things I was like, I don't want a dime sure, yeah. for this. It was like I need to be a part of this because it's it's just it was so cool doing something for the like, better good. Yeah. Did they give you a copy? Yes. Okay. I got a copy. That's like the I you know, you need to kind of take an archive of all the projects oh, yeah. and whenever possible. Yeah, no, and it's awesome. To, I love seeing like screen printed work that you actually mm-hmm. did in Illustrator. Did they give you stats on like which alphabet or which letter was purchased more? No. That they have crazy stats. <laughs> <laughs> You're surprised everyone buys the Woodland Capybara or yeah. <laughs> Caribou. <laughs> the Woodland Capybara. <laughs> yeah. So when you're not when you're not like designing, you know, when you're not at WeWork, what are you doing? Are you relaxing? Yeah. I I I've been drawing a lot. I want to draw every day. Mm-hmm. This and I Is that work, kind of like a New Year's resolution thing yeah. or New Year's resolution. <laughs> Cooking more. Um, my girlfriend got me a Lake Rousset. So Dude. I'm going to start using that for every single I got day. that same exact <laughs> one. It's so clutch. Yeah. It's beautiful. You just cook anything. It's the red gradient uh, Dutch oven. Weighs 600 pounds. Dude, but you know what? As long as, like, if you're in a street and someone's about to attack you, if you're carrying that, oh, yeah. psh, they're, they're knocked out. And, uh, washing it is a, is a workout. Yeah, but it's it all back. worth it. It's yeah. all worth it. After that, after you have that meal that was cooked inside yeah, it's of it. Yeah, tomato sauce and meatballs. Exactly. <laughs> that's literally, exactly, that's my go-to thing. You're cooking a lot. I've been trying to draw a lot more, and it's a lot of, like, tattoo flesh style. Mm-hmm. Because at work, it's, like, happy, approachable work. And sure. then when I get home, I, just, I draw snakes and skulls and, <laughs> and Grim Reapers. You just, com- you just go the completely dark, basically. Yeah, I just need to do that. Like, because at work, it's you know, all bright colors and stuff. But. Sure. So just get to get the other side. It's keeps, a good keeps me balance. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a good way to balance out a little bit. Yeah. And that, that kind of art is almost like graphic in a way mm-hmm. because it's you know two or three colors, bold lines. True. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm attracted to it. But I agree. I, I if when I uh, uh, the few tattoos I have at first, I thought I was gonna do that kind of more traditional style where mm-hmm. it's like bold like mono weight kind of yeah. line and stuff like that. And then I got a few that are all black. So now I'm just sticking with that. Yeah. All black look great. <laughs> but, um, it, it's just that nice contrast that kind of sticks out. Mm-hmm. That like, catches your eye immediately. They last a really long time. Exactly. I mean, obviously they last cause they're a tattoo, but <laughs> the colors and are stay bright for a really long time. Sure. Yeah. Um, is there anything, you know, you, you mentioned that you are, um, you know, you're trying to draw more for, for new year's resolution. Is mm-hmm. there anything else that you put on that list? Um, lose some weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put that on too, but it's like an every year thing. And it's, I think it's, if I stopped drinking beer, I would lose, you know, 20 pounds in a, in a month. <laughs> but, I'm doing dry January. Dry January. Yeah. Sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the way I justify it is that I've just drank way too much probably in the last couple of months leading up to January. Yes. Enough for that whole year already. So that one month is enough for me to yeah. kind of hopefully get it out of all my, my, my for system. Sure. For sure. But, um, unf- like not, unfortunately, you know, congrats. I have two weddings to go to this month and I'm, Oh, this month you did? Yeah. Yeah. I had eight last year. That's a lot. <laughs> a lot of suits. Were you at a bridal? I'm going to buy the party. same exact suit. Same tie. Every <laughs> single wedding. Okay, I don't care I, if I look the same in every photo. I'm in the bridal party for one, my, one of my buddy's weddings. And, uh, it's the best. <laughs> I'm pretty stoked, but I like I, I know that's like something I can't really be sober for. Yeah, because like you know you're celebrating. It's one of my best friends, sure. so that's gonna be tough. Did you have a bachelor party? I don't want to talk about it. It wasn't. <laughs> it, it just 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so New Year's resolutions. Is there anything else that, uh, you know, you're trying to work on as a designer that, as you said, I think you've, you've kind of mentioned there's, there was always some kind of point where you realized that you wanted to get better at something, mm-hmm. you know, that's what kind of led you to the work for, uh, we work and, and even, even Pasha earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you're trying to improve on now and get into from the stuff that you're already doing? I definitely want to get, do more animation stuff mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Cause I think my work could translate really well into just even really simple animations. All your type stuff could, it like lends itself to that. Yeah. And, so. I, and I picture it. Like as I'm designing it, I picture how it would move or how I would like want it. Yeah, I can visualize it, mm-hmm. and I just need to learn how to do it. <laughs> but I'm kind of happy I'm like a Swiss Army knife when it comes to. I'm glad I can draw, like really detailed stuff, and I'm really happy I can design fonts. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm and everything in between. I'm re- kind of happy that I don't have a style, but in the in the sense, I also want that thing that people are like, "Oh, that's Vin's work." Sure. But at the same time, I really enjoy that I can just. I could tackle an illustration project or a branding project. Mm. It just it allows me to keep my brain fresh, fresh, <laughs> rolling, moving, learning, yeah. all those things. All right. Well, Finn, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Uh, where can people find you online or in real life? Right now, in real life, I won't say my address, but you can come <laughs> hang. I got a cool roof in Bushwick. Yeah, find me. But online, I'm building my portfolio out because. As I said before, it was like a, too many cute illustrations. Sure. <laughs> but right now, I'm, I'm just on Dribble. I post everything on there. Instagram? You're on, on Instagram, Instagram yeah. too. What, what's your handle on Instagram? I kind of forget. I think it's... <laughs> Vin... VinDesign underscore dot C-O. Wait, wait. Is it dot C-O or is it C-O? Underscore C-O. <laughs> At VinDesign underscore C-O. Yes. Thank you, Vin, uh, for being on this episode. Thanks, John. Thank you for listening to this episode of Well Fed. This podcast is produced by me, John Sarantino, out in Jersey City, New Jersey, and made possible by all the amazing people that agree to be my guest on this thing. Music and editing is done by my friend Kevin Bendis out in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. If you have any suggestions for guests that you'd like to hear from, you can go ahead and DM me on Instagram at wellfedpodcast. Feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to hear more stories from creative leaders, entrepreneurs, and talented individuals just like yourself. Or you can go to the website wellfedpodcast.com for more episodes. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye!